All right, welcome aboard, folks. Thursday night edition, Philip Ward Show. You know, I'm not in a good mood. I have to be honest with you. I think the time has come to once again hold Randy Butch Weingarten and the teachers' unions accountable. Since the very first day that I read this new guidance that we got from the DNCDC, I thought, you know what? This has teacher unions written all over it tonight on this program we are going to hold them accountable i'm going to explain how much money they actually give to the democratic party why for whatever reason it is this is what i'm still trying to figure out why is it that they have to politicize covid so bad that the future of america the children that are out there who want to be in-person learning again why is it that they have to suffer? Why is it that the left, why is it that the Democratic Party and these big teachers unions don't care about children and America's kids? That's the part that I'm trying to figure out. I would like to say that they are so you know, beyond selfish at this point in time. They only care about themselves. They have no care whatsoever about America's future. So we're going to get to that um, a little later on in the program. But I wanted to start with this piece in the New York Slimes. And this ran um, yesterday. Now, listen to this headline. Okay, get ready for this. Three, two, one. Here we go. There is no good reason you should have to be a citizen to vote. Let me read that again for you. Get ready. There is no good reason you should have to be a United States citizen to vote in a United States of America election. This piece now is written by, listen to all these names here, Atossa, Araxia, Abrahamian. What? Why do you need all those names? But anyway, so let me let me start off. Uh, I've just had some poll quotes from it because I tell you, if we read the whole thing, I just get angry and angry and angry. I have to stop the program early. So let me give you um some poll quotes. Here we go. Quote, considering the Supreme Court's recent decision undermining voting rights. Now, I'm not sure when they did that, but, you know, to each their own. And Republicans' efforts to suppress, redistrict, and manipulate their way to electoral security it's time for Democrats to radically expand the electorate. What what have Republicans done so bad to suppress voting? All the Republicans want to do is ensure that when you go and vote as an American citizen, don't tell her that, that'll tick her off, is you prove you are the person you say you are. I don't see any problem with that whatsoever. If you want to go to the store, to, to, a, to a corner store, any store whatsoever, and buy a six-pack of beer, guess what? You have to show an ID to do that. I mean, you want to uh, get a pack of, of cigarettes or nicotine, all that stuff that's out there. I mean, you have to show a voter ID or, or, or a regular ID. Why is it that difficult for the Democratic Party? Now, that's, once we get into this answer, this kind of ties into COVID as well. And by the way, I mean, if, if you really want the answer on COVID, why they want to prolong COVID, why they want to prolong mask wearing, why they come up with this new Delta, 
the Delta variant. And again, I mean, if you get a COVID test and you're positive, what's a, you're positive and you have the Delta variant as well. It all has to do with them keeping control and more importantly, them keeping mail in ballot voting. That's what they want. That's their magic bullet. That's why they are in power right now is because of mail-in voting. They have pushed and pushed and pushed for mail-in voting for years so that they can cheat. The Democratic Party cannot gain power in this country unless they cheat. I refuse to believe that a majority of Americans actually agree with policies like defund the police and open borders and the Biden inflation that we're seeing now, well over 5%. I don't think that everyday Americans really want to go along with this. I think mail-in voting was their magic bullet. I really do um, believe that. And, 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 and it shows right now in the data that Americans are leaning towards the Republican Party because they see these insane policies that the Democratic Party are pushing one of them is this having someone in the new york slimes saying there's no good reason you should have to be an american citizen to vote in an american election so i mean are we going to have canadian citizens come over and vote and people from i don't know haiti where they just killed their president we're going to have them vote in an american election we have people from the uk and germany and portugal and spain anyone and everyone come on in here's a ballot right here sign it down whoa one stipulation, though, make sure you tick the Democratic box and you and you pull the e -aw donkey lever. Anyway, so um, Abrahamian writes, proposing federal legislation to give millions of young people and essential workers a clear road to citizenship. She says that's that's a good start. Right. And, and, and by the way, when she talks about young people here, right. I mean, the Democratic Party want want people under the age of 18 to vote, for goodness sake. As long, like I said, as long as you vote Democrat, it doesn't matter. Come on in and vote. Every Everyone can do it, but if you're a Republican, oh, no, you only get one vote, though. Anyone else, I mean, you get two, three, four, four, five votes, it doesn't matter. Um, also says lawmakers in Washington and state capitals across, across the country need to lift voting restrictions on legal residents who aren't American citizens. Now, this includes green card holders, people with work visas, and as well as DACA recipients, right? Like I said, anyone, jump into the pool. Go ahead and vote, but make sure it's Democrat. Quote, expanding the franchise in this way would give American democracy new life, she says. What it does is give the Democrats power in perpetuity. That's what they want. That's the end goal here for the Democratic Party. Again, it all goes back to power. It all goes back to the Democrats having power, them having the ability to say, I was elected. You weren't. I get to tell you what to do. They literally are fueled by power. And I'm sure you know everyday people in your life who are like this. I mean, this is all down. What? You can't say all. No, no, no. This is all Democratic politicians. That's how this modern-day Democratic Party is. Evil and anti-American. Anyway, let me continue. So, expanding the franchise in this way would give American democracy new life, restore immigrants' trust in government, and send a powerful message of inclusion to the rest of the world. Now, wait a minute here, right? Restore immigrants' trust in government well, what she's saying is anyone here 
is able to vote. That's what she wants to have happen. These people are illegal. Say it with me. Illegals. They are not legally here. They did not respect our laws. They didn't respect our borders. They didn't respect us being a sovereign nation. They don't care about any of that. The people who are legally waiting in line to become legal immigrants to the United States of America, forget about it. We're just going to jump ahead and, and, and we're just going to jump right across the border. They didn't respect a thing. They disrespected this country. Illegal aliens do not deserve a place in this country. They should all be sent home. It's as simple as that. So, um, when, you know, when she says restore immigrants' trust in government, immigrants have a trust in government. Legal immigrants understand the process. They respect it. Illegals don't. And illegals are not immigrants. Illegals are aliens. Um, all right. She also claims that the change now, she she openly admits, right, that it this would be beneficial to Democrats at first, but also says that Republicans would be induced to expand their outreach to more diverse groups and possibly, you know, enthuse their current constituents to turn out to vote in greater numbers. Quote, I hope that Democrats seize their chance and realize the power and the enthusiasm of their potential constituents. Now, you see what I meant, the power right there. That's what it's all about. It's all about power with the Democratic Party. She says they and we will not regret it. Now, obviously, it goes without saying, terrible idea. But this, this isn't this. This is maybe the first piece that we've seen on this. I'm sure you can dig up in the Washington Compost, New York Slimes, or wherever else you want to go to and find pieces um, like that. I'm actually going to give you another one right here um, in the Seattle Times. But it, it, it this ain't going to be the last one. I'm telling you right now. Democrats want anyone and everyone to vote, and this is why they this is why the Texas Democrats had to go and become super spreaders in Washington, DC, because the Republican voting laws that they're putting together and putting forth and should be passing in Republican-controlled state legislatures where it's one person, one vote, that does not give the Democrats the ability to cheat. That is why they are so against voter ID laws that's why they want illegal aliens to vote now if you even call and you got to say undocumented immigrants illegals well this next fella as soon as you say that he's ticked off now this comes from july 19th this was actually written two years ago in 2019 in the seattle Times. goes right along though with this piece though um yesterday in the new york slimes so here's your headline seattle times why no one should call undocumented immigrants illegals. The writer of this is Samuel uh, David Garcia. Now, he's a Forbes.com contributor covering immigration, a recent graduate of Harvard Law School. Garcia grew up in the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas, so automatically he knows a lot more than you do. Here's your headline. Here's the first uh, paragraph here. Stop calling them undocumented immigrants. They are illegally in our country, and they are not citizens. They are aliens. Putting lipstick on a pig doesn't change the fact that it's a pig. He says this. This is a this is a Facebook comment from one of my most recent articles that I wrote. 
about allowing undocumented people in South Texas to travel in order to have access to health care and precious family moments. Over the past two years, I, I, have, I have written about 20 immigration-related articles, and I received many comments like the one above almost every single time I publish something. You know, these, these comments are, are often followed by the director implied message that because they are illegals or illegal aliens, that they have no rights, and whatever punishment or horrible condition follows after them entering this country is justified. Obviously, that logic is incorrect. Oh, I'm right then and there, right? I'm done with Mr. Garcia. because He says, because anyone in the United States has some amount of rights. Wait a minute here. These people, these illegal aliens, oh, it's probably crying right now. They came here illegally. They disrespected our border patrol agents. They disrespected our borders. They disrespected our immigration system. They are illegal. They're not citizens. They're illegal aliens. That is not the term that Philip Ward gave to them. That's the term that the government gave to them. Talk, they want more trust in government, says, uh, at, what's her name? Atossa, Arexia, Abrahim. Now, Garcia goes on to argue in his piece, Americans must retire the use of illegal in reference to undocumented immigrants. The term is not just offensive. Now, it has to, it, it's got to incorporate that, right, to push for the leftist radical socialist base. It, it has to be, I'm offended. I'm offended. I mean, and, 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 and by the way, just look at the, look at the left, look at the modern, you know, the 20-year-old, the, the what are they called, Gen Z or millennials or whatever, offended by everything. Now, I, I hold strong with my stance. Being offended is not a thing. Being a, Claiming that you're offended by something is a blatant and utter cry for attention. That's all it is. You're not paying attention to me, so I need to be offended by something. Um, all right, so let me continue with the piece, though. Um, in just the past year, he says, it has been used to rationalize injustice, inhumane treatment, and at times death. As a result, it is a term that should be viewed as a slur. How dare you say illegal? It should be in the, in the dictionary as a swear word. Now he says, unfortunately, the word illegal is powerful and resonates with a base of people that is looking for an explanation for America's shortcomings. So news organizations and politicians use it with almost no ensuing outrage says, we seem to have just accepted that a huge group, and by the way, Harvard graduate, so he, he probably took his glasses off two or three times at this point of the article. You know how they do it. Oh, well, here, let me clean my glasses off. We seem to have just accepted that a huge group of people can use the term with absolutely no recourse. If we are ever going to systemically, there it is, the leftist's favorite word in the book, America's a systemically racist country. How dare those Americans not see it? If we are ever going to systemically treat immigrants humanely or make coherent immigration policy, we need to get everyone to acknowledge that no one's existence is illegal. And that will take true character. I mean, you, oh, you go, Garcia. You tell them, buddy. 
mean, what a joke. Both of both big leftists, right? This is what they want, though. They care. And I always say, what did the Democrats care about? People who advocate for abortion, criminals, and illegals. They absolutely love illegals with everything they have in their power, their well-being. They love them. So, um... Anyway, so we gotta get we gotta get into more news of the day. Like I said, we'll get to uh, Randy Butch Weingarten and the teachers unions uh, momentarily. I gotta point out, uh, uh, Defense Secretary now Joe Joe Unity Biden forgets his name. It's Lloyd Austin. Now this moron, right? Wheels down in the Philippines, right? He's got a whole face covering shield on with a dark old mask on under it. Just looks like a total idiot. Now you wonder why 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 um, people think that that the DNCDC's recommendations are counterproductive against science. This guy is fully vaccinated. There's no reason for this. And and everyone that that he's greet that are greet that are is greeting him. Get it right, Philip. In the Philippines, I I would assume that they're fully vaccinated. And even if they're not. They have their masks on. He's got a, a shield on. He's got his mask on. Looks like a complete idiot. And he's vaccinated, by the way. Just looks like a total moron. Um. Anyway, so Joe Unity Biden. Now, he gave a press conference today, right? Let me just give you some of the quotes from his press conference. Listen to how dictatorial this moron sounds. Quote, it's still, he was asked, right, uh, I believe by Yamichi Alessandor, the big PBS news reporter, you know, if you even want to call it news reporting, propagandists in our uh, media, asked him about mandating, uh, the, mandating um, the vaccine to the whole country, right? not just federal employees anymore, but to the whole country, quote, President Joe Unity Biden, it's still a question whether the federal government can mandate the whole country to, to get vaccinated. He said, I don't. I don't know that yet. Now, he does it immediately, right? Because this is the most freest country in the world. The answer was easy, Joe. No, I'm never going to mandate something if people don't want to take it because they live in the United States of America. Guess what? They don't have to take it, but he blew that one. Uh, also says people are dying and will die who don't have to die. If you're out there, unvaccinated you don't have to die well if you're out there and you're unvaccinated and you trust in your immune system guess what you ain't gonna die 99 percent of people don't die even after they get covid now he also said this right he said i know that paying people to get vaccinated might sound unfair to folks who've already gotten vaccinated but here's the deal if incentives if incentives help us beat the virus I believe we should use them. Says that people that uh, states might end up paying people a hundred bucks just to get the COVID vaccine. Now, if you know the federal government, like I know, right now they they will hand out money, right, from time to time. Yeah, if Biden wants to quote stimulate the economy, throws out fourteen hundred dollar checks and and says just make sure you go and vote for us. I also know the federal government to be extremely stingy, right? I don't think that they want to hand out $100 checks. And I know 
that states don't want to hand out a hundred dollar checks and if they do you better believe that you're paying for that your taxes are going to go up to pay for that they don't just find money and, and 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 spend it well the democratic party does if republicans have anything to say about it they will well i i say that and now here we got mitch mcconnell and i understand that um with the you know quote bipartisan we're working together again in the united states senate i guess the uh, bipartisan infrastructure bill that they're going to go ahead and move forward with discussions on it um and he says you know he's got cinema and mansion on his side I, I don't know if i would trust those democrats i really don't mitch but again there's part of me that doesn't even trust the turtle mitch mcconnell the united states um senate anyway we're sidetracked again folks got to keep moving Biden, again, uh, quote, we need to wear a mask to protect each other and stop the rapid, rapid spread of the virus as we work to get more people vaccinated. We've already reached 70%, by the way. Where did that go? Once we reach reach 70%, life can go back to normal. I guess not. It's the Delta variant that has come around and we're all scared again. Uh, quote, I said, I'd always give it to you straight from the shoulder. We need some straight talk right now, he says, because there's a lot of fear and misinformation in the country. Now, he says a lot of fear and misinformation. Didn't he say that misinformation was coming from 12 accounts on Facebook who are literally killing people? And he says, no, they're actually not killing people, right? I mean, 12 accounts, right? Whoa, boy, you really you did a hell of a job there, Joe. Um, because there's a lot of this misinformation, we need to cut through it with facts with science now science doesn't count anymore science isn't a thing anymore there's only political science remember you always have to listen to the political science when it comes to the democratic party and he says with truth as well now it's funny anytime that joe unity says truth because it's the same moron who says we truth we choose truth over facts <laughs> um now october 30th 2020 direct tweet from joe unity biden quote I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Well, just today, White House Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says this. She's not ruling out lockdowns and school closures. She says, no, the Biden administration is going to follow the guidance. So we have the May 13th tweet. It's vax or max, right? Where, where that was a lie now. Joe Unity, if he goes through with more lockdowns, if he shuts down the economy, well, from his October 30th tweet, yeah, more lies from Joe Unity Biden. Now, you look at this weak, pathetic man, Joe Unity, then take a look at a strong, diligent leader in the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, saying, quote, I think it's very important that we say unequivocally no to lockdowns, no to school closures, no to restrictions, no to mandates. Americans should be free to choose how they govern their affairs, not coincide to live in a Faucian dystopia. Now, when you give Americans the choice, mandate something, you have to do this, or you can have freedom. Look at historically which way they've gone. Now, this, what the Democratic Party is doing, I, hey, I do keep going. You want to die on this hill, you keep doing it, right? But we need to make sure that mail-in voting isn't a thing in next year's election, and we have to keep pushing this message that Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, is push, pushing. 
I am giving you freedom. You are an American citizen. You are free. You get to make the choice whether you want to take the vaccine or not. No mandates, no lockdowns, no restrictions, no school closures. That's where I want to pick up right now because I'm sick and tired of Randy Butch Weingarten and the teachers unions. If you remember, we need to rewind a little bit here. New York Post reporting, May 1st, 2021 this year, quote, headline, powerful teachers union influenced CDC, effectively now known as the DNCDC, on school reopenings. John Levin, John Levine, whatever you want to call him, uh, has the emails to prove it. Now, I remember, I remember distinctively going over this article um, on the program before, but I wanted to uh, revisit it here and just refresh everyone's mind of, 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 to prove my uh, the point that I'm trying to get across that this guidance, I'm telling you right now, hasn't come out yet, but you'll find out that this came from teachers' unions. Um, Levine, Levin, writing, the American Federation of Teachers lobbied the Center for Disease Control and Prevention on and even suggested language for the federal agency's school reopening guidance released in February. The powerful teachers' unions' full court press preceded the federal agency putting the brakes on a full reopening of in-person classrooms. Emails between top CDC, AFT, American Federation of Teachers, and White House officials show there is collusion between these three organizations, whatever you want to call it, White House, CDC, AFT, Teachers Unions. That's all you really um, need to know about. You don't really remember the uh, abbreviation to the AFT. The emails were obtained through a Freedom of Information request by the conservative watchdog group Americans for Public Trust and provided to the New York Post. The documents show a flurry of activity between DNCDC Director Rochelle Walensky, her top advisors, and union officials, with Biden brass being looped in at the White House. In the days, this was before the anticipated February 12th announcement on school reopening guidelines. An email read, Thank you again for Friday's rich discussion about forthcoming CDC guidance and for your openness to the suggestions made by our president, Randy Butch Weingarten, and the AFT. This was AFT Senior Director for Health Issues, Kelly Trotner, is his name, or her name, excuse me, wrote that in a February 1st email, which described the union as the CDC's, quote, thought partner. How about that? That, to me, is enough to become alarming. Now, another um, email, uh, Trotner continues. We were able to review a copy of the draft guidance document over the weekend and were able to pr provide some initial feedback to several staff this morning about possible ways to strengthen the document. You get that? Here's the AFT telling the CDC, we need to, that, oh, that's good, but we need to strengthen this a little bit. We believe our experiences on the ground can inform and... But what are you talking about on the ground, by the way? What, sitting at your house doing instructions to a, through a laptop? On the ground, all right. Uh, we believe that our experiences can inform and enrich thinking around what is practic uh, uh, practicable and prudent in future guidance documents. Email show it, then a phone call between DNCDC Director Rochelle Walensky and Randy Butch Weingarten. 
former boss of New York City's United Federation of Teachers. That was arranged now, February 7th. The lobbying paid off, you guessed it, in at least two instances, language suggestions offered by the union were adopted nearly verbatim in the final text of the DNCDC document. With the DNCDC pre uh, preparing to write that schools could provide in-person instruction regardless of community spread of the virus, Trotner, now remember Kelly Trotner is the um, AFT senior director, Trotner argued for the inclusion of a line reading, quote, in the event of a high community transmission results from a new variant of SARS-CoV-2, a new update of these guidelines may be necessary. Let me read that again for you and look at where we are right now. In the event of a high community transmission results from a new variant of COVID, a new, I would say like, oh, I don't know, maybe like a Delta variant. A new update of these guidelines may be necessary. That language itself appeared on page 22 of the final CDC guidance. The AFT also demanded special remote work concessions for teachers who have documented high-risk conditions or who are at increased risk for COVID. And that similar arrangement should extend to staff who have a household member with similar risks. A lengthy provision for that made it into the text of the final guidance. So it, it, at this point, it's not even the CDC who are writing the guidance. It's literally uh, the AFT, Randy Weingartner and, and, and her pals. The final CDC guidance won high praise from the AFT. Quote, today the CDC met fear of the pandemic with facts and evidence, basically saying they listened to us. Many others, though, were puzzled and angered by what they saw at the CDC willfully ignoring the science again we don't listen to the science you can only follow the political science and slow walking a return to in-person learning even as mounting evidence shows schools were not a primary source of covid infections as long as they followed mitigation strategies Wolinsky then said this i can assure you get this right i can assure you that this is free from political meddling which is an outright lie the a and the and the post notes and we'll get to this in a second too the aft and its affiliates have long been one of the most reliable and deep pocketed donor constituencies of the democratic party dropping almost get this now 20 you want to talk to politicians right how do you talk to them you guessed it baby you talk to their pockets you talk to their wallets dropping almost 20 million dollars to elect Democrats during the 2020 election cycle. I'll look at that more closely um, in a second here. But the New York Post also wrote an, um, uh, New York Post editorial board wrote about um, Randy Butch Weingartner, headline with this, Teachers Union Boss, Randy Weingartner's Portrait of Hypocrisy. Well, what a portrait in hypocrisy. AFT president Randy Weingarten runs a union whose branches have blocked school reopenings all across the nation, supposedly for fear of COVID. Yet there she is. And this was um, April 9th they wrote this, by the way. 
Yet there she is, about to sit down for drinks and maybe even food with a pack of pals all far closer than the six feet of social distancing required by the guidelines she claims to care about. Kids in many schools that have opened must remain masked and at least six feet apart, even though data, data, whatever you want to call it, show they tend not to spread the disease nor get sick from it. Why, parents are asking, is, is, is Randy Weingartner and her uh, posse sitting shoulder to shoulder, but it's not, and she even tweeted this photo herself back in April, but it's not okay for kids and teachers in schools. I mean, you get tweets in there. Your gall is astounding. Millions of kids haven't seen a classroom in year, in, in one year. So the students your teachers teach sit in hybrid classes while you and your ownership friends are living the high life. This isn't her only hypocrisy, of course. Notably, she recently blasted those pushing for school reopenings as the, quote, ownership class, which supposedly wants to, quote, take that ladder of opportunity away from those who do not have it, which is exactly what she's doing. In fact, it's schools' closings that remove opportunity, especially for lower-income kids that can't afford alternatives to union-dominated public schools. Yet Randy and her union, they're not really worried about safety. They just don't want their members to have to return to schools. Says the picture that she posted with her friends, right? Not social distancing while while she pushes for schools to remain closed. Picture is basically an admission, you know, to her complete blatant and utter hypocrisy. I mean, this this woman is a terrible, terrible individual. She cares about making money for herself while kids in America. I mean, personally, I absolutely hated school. I begrudgingly. Woke up every morning and thought, ah, my God, here we go with school again. I'm going to learn this garbage. I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to use this. And I mean, what are you? What, has anyone used trigonometry since they got out of school? No, absolutely not. But school teaches so much more than just the teachers that are there and the words you read in books and the math problems you figure out and the history and the social studies you learn about. You learn about yourself as a person. You learn social skills. You learn how to talk to other people. You learn about other people's backgrounds. You learn about how to make friends, how to keep friends. There's so much you learn from in-person learning. And Randy Weingartner and the uh, teachers unions in this country have taken that away from America's future, from our, from our children, from our hope in this country. That's how disgusting of a human being she is. And why? Why, by the way? And why do Democrats go along with it? Why do the DNCDC allow it? OpenSecrets.org, Center for Responsive Politics, teachers unions, right? This is right. This is the data. This, this is factual information, real statistics and numbers. And we wouldn't give you anything else here on the Philip Ward Show. Quote, teachers unions have steadily amped up their political involvement. From 2004 to 2016, their donations grew from $4.3 million to more than $32 million, an all-time high. Even more than most labor unions, they have little use for Republicans, giving Democrats at least, get this now, 94% of the funds they contributed to candidates and parties since as far back as 1990. 
two organizations account for practically all of the contributions made by teachers unions. The National Education Association, about $20 million in 2016, and you guessed it, who's the other one? President Randy Weingartner and the American Federation of Teachers. Uh, excuse me, by the way, almost, I got to get that phone figured out at some point, right? Almost $12 million the AFT gave. Now, both groups, which compete for members, but also collaborate with each other through the NEA-AFT partnership, are consistently among the organizations that contribute the most money to candidates and political groups. Now, they have a, um, a chart laid out as well. Top contributors, right, from 2019 to 2020. The National Education um, Association, right, gave, uh, four, get this now, let's look at this number. $47 million to Democrats and liberal groups. The American Federation of Teachers gave $18 million again to Democrats and liberal groups. Now, I'm telling you now, folks, Randy Weingartner, the teachers unions are bad news for this country. They have too much power and they have too less care in America's children to have the amount of power that they do they need they absolutely need to get broken up now there's one man who has consistently pushed back always has in fact he got elected in 2016 to push back uh, released this statement Tuesday night I just wanted to share it with you here Donald Trump of course talking about 45th president of the United States quote we won't go back we won't mask our children Joe Unity and his administration learned nothing from the last year. Brave Americans learn how to safely and responsibly live and fight back. Don't surrender to COVID. Don't go back. Why do Democrats distrust the science? Don't let this happen to our children of our country or our country, he says. Couldn't agree more. I really, truly couldn't. That The message is clear. Don't let our kids' futures suffer because of the Democratic Party. Don't let our country suffer because of the Democratic Party. Every new thing that they put out, every new guidance, even when you're vaccinated, still wear a mask, still mail-in vote, even let illegals vote. Just make sure you vote for the Democratic Party, right? We have to push back. Do not comply with this guidance. Don't comply with the guidelines laid out by the DN, CDC. Don't comply. Don't, don't cooperate with teachers unions. We as conservatives and Republicans need to follow the lead of Donald J. Trump, which is what got him elected in 2016, and push back against these evil human beings trying to destroy America. Folks, we have 1,000 270 days left to go.